0: how's it going everybody welcome back to get the ball rolling i hope that you guys uh you know are having a good time that you guys are safe out there uh thank you for for making this part of your day wherever you may be and uh you know however you're listening out there or spotify itunes whatever it may be thanks for making this part of your day and uh you know right now i i don't know what is going on, uh, with football with the coronavirus. There's a lot of different uh, aspects, right? Uh, moving around and 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 I know I'm getting into this quick. And usually, you know, there's kind of I like to to introduce uh, something, and and it's going to be something that we're going to be talking throughout the show. But honestly, uh, I want my reaction to to that XFL news. I want you guys to know my reaction to the XFL news. I want to talk a little bit about Jordan Love and uh, some of these uh, receivers or uh, people you may not know about in the draft. And uh, as we near closer to that, of course, uh, having been in college and, and studying the, the college game as much as I do, uh, you got to give some plugs to some of these guys. And uh, I want to I want to do it here, but we're going to start out with the XFL. And you know, it, it really pains me. To know that the XFL, uh, you know, I'm recording this on Tuesday, uh, April, uh, what is it, 14th, and uh, you know, yesterday uh, we found out that the XFL is going to be filing uh, for bankruptcy. Now I don't understand. I I didn't look up uh, if it was Chapter 11 or uh, Chapter 7 bankruptcy, um, but but I want to we'll look it up and we'll let you know how it is because one of them, uh, they restructure to get out of debt. Uh, the other one means that they're selling off their assets and they're kind of getting ready rid of it. Uh, oh, chapter seven. So chapter seven bankruptcy, just looked it up. Uh, it means that they're basically selling off all their assets, everything that they had or owned by the league they're getting rid of just to, to, to get out of Uh, you know, get out of the debt that they owe Uh, their creditors now, Uh, you know, and and that's probably, you know, Vince McMahon more so than anyone because he put so much money into it. Uh, A few things about the XFL 2.0. I was a big proponent of it. I had told you guys, uh, I mean, beginning of the season, I said, you know, what? I really think the XFL uh, can make it, can have the legs now. uh, the world has been flipped upside down, right? And uh, people are calling it the new normal. There's nothing about this that is normal. I'm sorry, but but please stop calling this a new normal. This is just like some alternate reality that we're living. This living It's like, you know, we're on the level four of Jumanji or that somebody uh, found the, the, the time, you know, like uh, to go back in time and change something. Uh, they haven't went back in time and changed it yet. Or, you know, like we're in this reality and, and it's nothing about it's normal. It, you know, a lot of people are in in, in difficult situations and, and, uh, and I'm sorry for that uh luckily here you know at get the ball rolling everyone that we're uh, here and, and, and affiliated with we're, we're safe we're healthy and uh, we're, we're you know trudging through it without sports and stuff but it was sad to see the xFL uh, leave us and to file for chapter 11 bankruptcy uh I, like I said Thought that they could make it. Thought it had the legs. You know, they had enough money for three years. Which I, I, I genuinely believe. Uh, you know how businesses usually set up these kinds of deals. They're going to say that they they have you know money for three years, but that's if you know Vince McMahon is going to back uh that kind of enterprise, right? So if you see in the media and stuff, oh well, they said that they had that they had it for enough years. Yes, they did because Vince McMahon was going to be making money off of it. But where he can't make any money off of it, uh, the XFL has been kind of put on the back burners he's not he's not going to continue to allow it uh you know his stake in the in the company that is the xfl he's going to want his money back because you know uh, in a a tough financial crisis that many americans uh find us in despite you know having a a, a stimulus check and, and and getting those a lot of americans find themselves in in really difficult situations and uh hopefully you know as we go forward we'll be able to you know, have our leadership, uh, you know, figure our way out of this and and, and hope for the best. But that's that's kind of what I feel. Now, uh, there's been a lot of people. If you again on the XFL, you follow them on Twitter. They did a little. You know, they had a Jake Gyllenhaal blowing a kiss and walking out. So it pretty much seems like it's done. Uh, like I said, I love the XFL. I'm sorry to see it go. Uh, I thought that the cities. I mean, you look at St. Louis. Uh, really bought into the the you know the Battle Hawks and. Uh, Seattle had a really really good attendance you know the Battlehawks were were selling up you know upper deck tickets I mean they didn't have an, an, an NFL team there so why not uh Seattle basically sold out almost every single uh game in the lower bowl so, despite them not being super good um, I did like the interactiveness of it uh, I don't think the NFL will ever do it. Uh, I kind of feel like the, the, the NFL is corporate. It's, you know, corporate America. It's big business, uh, kind of stuff like that. But uh, I don't think they'd ever let us into, you know, the, the play calling or what they're saying to to each other and stuff like that. So those kinds of things uh, I liked. I liked the new kickoff role. I thought that uh, it brought uh, a new element to the game that we hadn't seen. Uh, the double forward pass, I mean, we only saw it a couple of times. I liked it. Uh, in the NFL, I just think that the players would be then the speed of the NFL is so much faster. So, for me, I don't think that I could see that going into the NFL. I think they'd get to it, it, it would be fruitless. I mean, like, if it was there, would we see it more? Maybe, but I just think the NFL players are, are a little too fast for that. Uh, like I said, like the cities that they did, I liked the uniform combination. I liked them, you know, being easily accessible on on, on Fox and, and ESPN and, and ABC. Those kinds of things, they did it right uh, for what presumably we thought was right. But now, uh, amid the coronavirus, they're they're shutting down. They're taking their money and they're leaving. Uh, I mean, even WWE is struggling, and I think that uh, Vince McMahon. That's his baby is the WWE, so I don't think. I mean, the XFL was was something that I think he he he's wanted, but I don't think you know once when it, things started going south and you know stuff started closing up, he just bailed on it, you know. Uh, and then you know I think trying to get out of uh, of like a lawsuit if if they did if people you know file a lawsuit, I know that a couple of uh, staff at the and and I believe even one of the 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 players for the Seattle Dragons had tested positive for for COVID-19, so kind of difficult. They might be trying to get out of that, you know, a a class action lawsuit, those kinds of things. This is just me kind of uh, thinking out loud to you guys about the XFL, but again, I liked it. Uh, I thought it gave people like PJ Walker that, uh, you know, I wouldn't have known who he was. I knew who he was at Temple. I uh, didn't know where he went in the NFL. I didn't know if he was still playing football. Uh, and he came out and he was a star and it was a lot of fun. Uh, Jordan Tom as well. Super fun to watch him. Uh, a lot of the even receivers. I, I know that uh, I don't want to get into the nitty gritty of the line and stuff like that for it because mo- most people don't really understand lineman talk or, or blocking schemes and stuff. But I think a lot of these guys might get a shot. Uh, I really wish we had the opportunity. One day we're going to figure it out. Uh, I don't understand how the CFL, the Canadian Football League, continues to operate, uh, but I know a lot of players are playing up in there, so so we'll see that going forward. Again, sad to see him go. Sad to see my dragons go. Uh, kind of sad that I didn't get any swag. I don't think they'll be uh, selling any Seattle Dragon swag, but I liked it. Like I said, it was it was a good experience. It's too bad that this happened. Um, uh, you know, like most Americans, we're going to be facing a lot of challenges in, in the in the upcoming uh, weeks and in months ahead. Uh, I mean, I think that it, it will have changed our attitudes and 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 our ideals going forward. This is one of those uh, moments. I think that we're going to look back and we're going to tell our kids about you know those who you know who make it through and and we get through this together. I think we're going to look back and it's going to be just like 9/11. I mean, uh, 9/11. I was all of four years old, so I don't really remember uh, a lot. I remember my parents being glued to the TV, and and I remember seeing the smoking towers and stuff like that, and. Uh, that's what I remember, and I think that you know, for my generation, uh, Gen Zs and you know, millennials having seen uh, 9/11, but for Gen Zs, is kind of our first taste of, of something. I mean, outside of the 2008 recession, uh, we're going to then tell our kids about, you know, uh, you know, forty, fifty years down the down the down the line, you know, grandkids or, or if I have kids, you know, you know, Tyler, what what was it like living in the 2008 recession? Well, I you know, I was in Junior high. This is what I remember. But now being, you know, 22 now, it's looking at it like, well, what was it like being, you know, living in COVID-19? And I want to tell him, you know, a lot of shops closed up, uh, sitting at home a lot, watching Netflix. I don't even know if Netflix is going to be a thing anymore, but uh, but uh, they will. Anyway, uh, those are kind of my thoughts. Uh got to say sayonara to… uh poor, uh, the poor XFL, but uh, hopefully we can figure something out going forward. Uh, If not, uh, we'll continue. I mean, I, I, we adopted the XFL just because it was fun. It was upstart and I liked it. I liked the players. I knew a lot of the players Uh, anyway. So we're going to take a step aside. Uh, we're going to be talking about some of the players that you may not be really looking forward to uh, in the NFL draft. Some of the the surprises. I have a list of them here, right here on my notepad. We'll go through them. We'll tell you them the stats. Uh, you know, I've. I hopefully we can reach out to them and and maybe even pull them on the show. Uh, what else are we doing right now? Um, that's one of the good things I feel like with the with the coronavirus. I mean, I haven't brought anyone on the show just because uh, I think that right now uh, coaches and stuff. I mean, despite them working, it's important for them to be. With their families, that kind of thing. Uh, but I've been able to be in touch with a lot of players, be in touch with a lot of coaches, texting them, and uh, you know they they tell me things, and and um, I reiterate it or you know the things that I, that I can talk about on the air. And uh, but it's it's been good to be able to reach out to some of the people I know. I've seen you know LeBron James and, and Steph Curry. They're they're doing Instagram lives and stuff. I think that the engagement from superstar to fan is is semi you know shrinking. Um, same thing with NFL. I mean, you see a lot of people going on sports radio and and tweeting, tweeting each other and stuff like that. So uh, I, I do like that aspect of it. I hope we can continue to have this uh, interactiveness between fans and players. Anyway, so I'm going to give you a list of people that I think are, uh, you know, next-level talent that we need to be talking about going forward. Uh, people you may not have heard of. And... Uh, you know, hopefully their name gets called. Uh, we'll definitely be putting that up if you follow our you know, Facebook page or Instagram page and or Twitter page at GetRolling19. Get uh, we'll put these guys' names up there, and when they're, you know, if they're drafted, we'll tell them where they're drafted, uh, where they're sitting at, what they're looking at. So, uh, And hopefully bring a couple of them on. I'm going to reach out and, and, and bring them on the show. And anyway, we're going to be step- taking a step aside, bringing it back with the future draft prospects. Hang on tight, and let's keep this ball rolling. All right, now we're going to bring it back. Uh, you know, talked a little bit about the XFL at the first of the show. Don't really know uh, exactly how I feel, uh, you know, with it going. Uh, I wish that it that it could continue to go on. It's kind of sad to see it leave. But uh, one of the things that I do like about college football is that you're able to find the diamonds in the rough. Now, uh, a lot of the NFL uh, go undrafted, uh, you know, people. There's a lot of busts. There's a lot of booms. There's a lot of different aspects of the NFL and the NFL draft that I just genuinely, genuinely, genuinely love. I love it. And, uh, you know, I get to spend all fall preparing and, and and talking about uh, these guys to get them you know they're preparing for the NFL draft I'm preparing you know to get I, mean, I want to build the hype around these guys I, I, I genuinely like doing that and there's a few people uh, that I know of that I think are incredible talents and I think that uh, you know there's a lot of people in the The NFL that you wouldn't—I mean, you didn't really hear about. I mean, Joe Flacco. Now, for what it's worth, over the last few years, he hasn't been anything super spectacular. But he won a Super Bowl out of Delaware. Who would have thought that you would go out of Delaware? Now his brother's coming out. Is he going to be the same as as Joe? I think he's a bigger gunslinger. I love his arm. Uh, Tom Flacco out of Towson. I really like that. I think he's an incredible talent. I'm excited to see where he goes, but I want to be up on that. Uh, you know, people always say on the uppity up, right? I wanna know these guys. And I'm gonna say, hey, you know what? I saw that guy in college and you know, I was saying, hey, they might have been playing in the FCS, but they are date dang good could you imagine if you would have known Carson Wentz was going to do what he's able to I mean he's regarded as a top 10 quarterback in the league he didn't play at Ohio what what Ohio State quarterback is a top 10 quarterback in the league for that matter Alabama and you could make an argument about Deshaun Watson out of Clemson I mean Trevor Lawrence obviously but I mean Kelly Bryant didn't do anything and he still won a natty huh interesting to think about right anyway so i'm just as as i'm going through i just like to to, to talk about these guys you know give them a little bit a big bit of a plug and uh, and then you know go on and and, and hopefully you know we'll release uh, our 10 that we really like, that we think uh, will be steals of the draft that, that could get onto teams, uh, even if they walk on, they're going to be steals of the draft. I, I genuinely believe it, and they're going to need a lot of good players going forward. So, number one, I want to start off with Jordan Love, mainly because you know we're based in Utah. We uh, I've been able to see him play a lot of the local games and stuff like that. Look, he threw uh, for for less yards in 2019. He threw for less touchdowns than he did in 2019, and he had more interceptions. You gotta understand the transition that he went through. He was recruited by Matt Wells. He was, you know, Wells was there, I believe, five years and then uh before Gary Anderson was. People are bagging on Gary Anderson. You don't understand, Utah State was a dumpster fire. They were terrible. No one took them seriously in the state. They were. Like they weren't even like the the little brother because Utah is the big brother and BYU is the little brother. They were like the weird stepchild. Like in Utah, nobody talked about them. Honestly, I heard more like growing up before Gary Anderson. I heard more about Snow College, uh, which is a is a JC. It was a junior college in Ephraim, Utah. Look it up. E from Utah. I heard more about them because they were playing for like the national championship in the junior college or community college, whatever they you know the NJCAA or whatever uh, they are. But they were doing more. I heard more about Snow College than I did Utah State. Nobody talked about them. It was pretty much guaranteed they were going to go like two and ten, three and nine. One and 11, I don't remember them ever being good. And Gary Anderson steps in, you know, brings it back, you know, brings the hype. They beat BYU. Uh, they haven't beaten Utah, but but he does a really good job. Then Gary Anderson leaves, uh, goes to Wisconsin, kind of fails there, mainly because I believe the athletic director and uh, his philosophy, I kind of feel it was kind of like a, a Rich Rodriguez type thing there. Uh, and then he goes to Oregon State. Bails out of Oregon State, goes and coaches to, at the U for a year and then back to uh, Utah State. But you can't, you know, yes, he didn't perform well at Wisconsin. And yes, he didn't perform well at, at, uh, Oregon State, but he did he did a good job at Utah State. Go back and look at his uh his you know recruiting that he he did. You know, he transformed, he he changed their their old ugly, like you with the state in it to this new kind of they their their you know helmet was kind of like the Seahawks. They were gray, they kind of switched more to gray instead of a white. I mean, they were the upstart Aggies, like they were way fun to watch. Uh, you know, Chucky Keaton running around in the backfield. I mean, he did a really good job. Now Matt Wells left. And, and Gary Anderson steps in, and I think he thought it was going to be the same, right? I think he was expecting, hey, you know what? I'm Gary Anderson. I'm going to step in. We're going to have a, a successful season. They've been done well since I've been gone. I mean, I think Matt Wells had one losing season when he went four and eight, but despite that, they've done, they've done pretty good. And Jordan Love was this, you know, Gem that he had, and I just don't think things went to plan this year. Uh, you know, his defense he lost a lot of starters on defense. Uh, Jordan lost a few of his, you know, little slot receivers and uh, some of his other guys. I thought that Matt Wells' staff was a little bit more creative with giving Jordan Love the opportunity to excel, but then again, the spotlight was on him. If he made a mistake, if he had, you know, he throws 17 interceptions, I mean. Good heavens! It's going to be all over ESPN because Phil Steele had said, "Look, this guy is on Heisman watch in Logan, Utah. I think he's going to do a great job in the NFL. I think he. I think he should take a redshirt year. I think uh, I wouldn't. I mean, if I'm Miami or you know some of these other teams that are looking for a quarterback, uh, they, I would sit on him. I mean, give him a year or two, learn how to you know teach him to be a pro. I would love it. I mean, I'm a Tampa Bay fan. I'd love to see Jordan Love go there, learn from Tom Brady, learn to be a pro." Brady, teach him, and then go forward, I mean, that, that's just what I'm talking about, like, he is good, don't let, you know, people are going to try to outthink the room, he's good, don't let, yes, he had a coaching change, that plays a big psyche on, on, on a young quarterback, yes, he had, you know, I believe he had marijuana charges uh, placed on him, eventually, you know, I believe it was dropped, the lawsuit was dropped, or whatever, the case was dropped, but He is good, and he's going to do really good things in the NFL. He's got to give him time, really raw talent, but he is legit. Another one that I want to talk about is Ernest Edwards out of the University of Maine. Look, uh, I understand that Maine is, you know, way, way, way far away. At least from Utah, and you know most of our West Coast listeners. You know I remember uh, always remembering things about Maine because it was so far away; it was like almost another world in my brain. Uh, We had them on the show. We talked about it. He said Ernest Edwards is is legit talent, and I was able to watch him uh, a lot this year. I was able to get a lot of the Maine games, and Ernest Edwards really is. He's going to be on an NFL team somewhere, and uh, like I said, giving him a plug, telling people about him. He really is good. I'm excited to see if he gets drafted. I think that he has the potential uh to really be you know a big star in this league he was able to uh he he had uh, 1097 yards uh receiving last year and then he also had Uh, you know, punt returns, kick returns. Uh, He was a, he was all first team, all CAA in as a kick returner, second team, all CAA as a wide receiver, which is uh, arguably one of the tougher conferences in, if not the toughest uh, conference in the FCS. Really good kid. Uh, Like I said, coaches spoke highly of him. I really like him. I think that teams need to, Look at him, and then and then draft him because you're going to be getting a really really good draft pick. Uh, the next one is the center out of uh, Southern Utah University again another local plug. But he won the Remington in 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 the SES He, I mean like I, I I did tweet it out. He's like benching crazy amounts of weight. He's uh, a workhorse. I was actually able to meet him. Uh, he probably didn't know that you know I was you know who I was when I went up there. But I I uh, took one of my friends uh, up there and. and and at their like they called it the watermelon bash I believe and then they play football and then you eat watermelon you get to interact with the student athletes and stuff like that. He was a super classy guy. Uh, you know, signed anything he was signing in. they were signed like their their team poster and stuff like that. And uh, at SUU, I mean, they went three and nine this last year. Uh, I do believe in some, but he was a really good kid. Uh, he played in the, in the in the FCS playoffs and stuff like that. I think he's going to be another one of these guys, is diamonds in, in the rough. I think that uh, if you know the NFL scouts are doing their due diligence, they're going to see this dude in Cedar City, Utah, who's an absolute workhorse, who's going to be a tremendous uh, you know lineman in the NFL. Uh, I really hope to see him in the NFL one day and to and ch- to cheer him on. Uh, but he's one of these, these other guys. I, I understand center isn't the most exciting topic to talk about, but he's one of these guys that you're going to look up when, when they're, when they're going through it, he's going to say, you know, Zach Larson, Southern Utah university. And then a lot of you outside of, you know, Utah is going to say, Where, where's Southern Utah. You're going to look it up Cedar city, Utah, small little mountain town, but he is a really good player. And you know, I'm advocating really big things. I really hope uh, the NFL takes a look at him and he gets drafted somewhere. Another one. Uh, we have Aaron Parker out of Rhode Island. I think he's a tremendous wide receiver. Uh, he uh, had 1,224 yards uh, receiving last year and nine touchdowns in 2008 or er, 2018. He had 955 yards uh, receiving and 10 touchdowns. Uh, Rhodey went two and ten last year. Uh, we have Coach Jim Flanagan on the on, on the on the podcast he was an amazing guy super happy uh to talk about it he he actually told me watch out for aaron parker if you want to go back and uh, listen to the roadie podcast last year i think he's going to do another he's one of these other guys that you're going to see him uh slot receiver and he's going to really uh show out in the nfl another uh good prospect uh also we have noah winzak from the university of north dakota He, uh, I mean, he didn't have a ton of like super big, sexy numbers, but I was able to go up to uh, Ogden, Utah, and I was able to watch. And and again, stats are misleading. I can go through all of these guys' stats. You know, you know, twenty-three pancakes, forty-five pancakes. You're not going to really know that, or you know, what what is one thousand yards receiving to you? You may not know, uh, but no. It's, it's how they are with the team. And Noah was right there. He was uh, pumping up his team. when They they had the, I mean, North Dakota was kind of in a unique situation where they had beat some really good teams, but had a couple of uh, ugly losses. They went to Ogden, Utah on an absolutely beautiful, gorgeous day, uh, mind you. And uh, Weber State, I believe at the at the time, was either third or fourth in the nation. I think, I mean, when I was talking about them, we had them ranked third. And I was saying, look, these guys are legit. Uh, I can't wait to see them. I was able to talk to Coach Met him go go down on the field and and discuss a little bit. But I was really impressed with Noah. Uh, you know his, his route runnings, they were super crisp. Uh, it's is one thing watching him on TV. I understand that a lot of these guys have watched on TV, uh, but to see him in person, uh, his routes were really crisp. And he made the play. It might have not been the the forty or fifty yard bomb, but it was the six or seven you know out routes or or the or the the comeback route, the the slants and stuff like that, where you're only getting three or four yards of pop. But he made the plays in that game. Honestly, North Dakota was so close to upsetting Weaver State in that game. Uh, in Ogden, mind you, uh, I thought Coach Freund did a great job coaching as well as Coach Hill. Big time fans of uh, you know Coach Freund's the OC at uh, North Dakota and uh, Coach Hill is the head coach there. Really big fans of them and Coach Matt Hammer. We had really good relationships, able to talk a lot of people, but really no one really impressed me there. And I turned to my dad. I said, watch this kid. And as we were watching, he was the difference maker. You getting that extra separation on the cornerbacks and we were state secondary was, was, was really good last year as well. So another one out of the university of North Dakota, uh, another one that I really like Riley Stapleton out of James Madison. Uh, I was able to watch him, uh, never life. I wish I could have gone out to, a. Uh, virginia and and saw james madison play weaver state but he was a headache for weaver state he plays this hybrid tight end wide receiver little mix thing and uh i honestly think i mean he's six five so i mean definitely a wide receiver uh still that, that wide receiver tight end kind of uh combo and stuff he runs really good routes but he just he's tower over everybody is what it felt like and again he's kind of like Noah He wasn't getting super big long uh you know receiving yards uh but he was able just to get he was able to make the play when necessary. I mean Weaver State did not have an answer for him. Uh both years they they, they played him, uh even a couple years ago when when Weaver went back there and, and almost got him. It was it was like the same thing Stapleton, Stapleton, Stapleton. And it was like, oh my goodness, we gotta stop this guy. Uh obviously, you know, cheering for Weaver State, but he's really good. Uh I mean, would be excited to see, you know, do they keep him a wide receiver? Do they make him a tight end? Uh if they keep him a wide receiver, he's one of these other guys in the NFL that really are going to stand out. Uh, now we're going to flip to the defensive side. Uh, Adam Rodriguez of Weaver State, uh, another one of these big headhunters. I mean, really impressive. Plays super fast downhill. Uh, I really am impressed with him and what he did uh, – you know, for Weaver State, he was one of these guys. Uh, when Coach Hill took over, you know, bought into the system. Coach Hill talks a lot about that. His kind of first little recruiting class there, and he was he was an anchor. And in the Montana game, uh, in the quarterfinals, you could really see him uh, doing some really impressive, impressive things. I like I said, I loved watching Adam Rodriguez and and what he was able to do. He's out of Springville, Utah. Uh, he had All American honors, and uh, he was a team captain. All big. Sc- I mean, any, any kind of thing. I mean, he played 52 career games and recorded 22 uh, career sacks. So he was in the back fill a lot, 41 tackles. I mean, he's getting, that's almost a tackle every single game. And that doesn't even, I mean, he probably didn't even start you know, as a freshman and stuff like that. Uh, another one out of Weaver State, another big defensive end. Again, one, Adam Rodriguez was on one side. Jonah Williams was on the other one. Uh, he played in 54 games. He was able to get 28 tackles for a loss, three fumble recoveries. Uh, he was the big sky defensive MVP, also a team captain. Uh, he was able to get him to the FCS semifinals. Honestly, these guys, like when I watched them, and we even talked to Coach uh, hammer if you want to go back and listen to the Weber State podcast they spoke really high he spoke really highly of them uh really liked him again seeing them play live they play really fast downhill uh they, it almost looked like they were playing on another level and uh, you might say well they you know, and the next level would be playing in the FBS or you know uh at a power five school but these guys didn't they were at a smaller school they, they took a, a risk to go there and they were absolutely impressive love these two definitely watch out from finally. Obviously, Julian Blackman for the University of Utah, people are kind of uh, skimming over him. I don't know uh, how he did in the in the combine and the in the pre-draft stuff. Uh, super good cornerback, free safety type of guy that he could be able to play in the NFL. Uh, he played at Layton High School, one of the, the high schools uh, pretty close to my house. Uh, he was impressive. I really like Julian Blackman as well uh, out of the University of Utah. And then finally, we have Dante Olson uh, out of Montana, uh, the University of Montana, and I want to tell you something about him. He I talked to Eric Tabor, uh, he's kind of the the communications director. We had him on the show, and I asked him, I said, you know, Dante Olsen, he's like, he's like legit. And he goes, you know, goes through his accolades and and what he was able to do and what he's able to accomplish. And then I was like, okay, but but let's 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 see this guy. I mean, like, if you're if you're tackling, you know, Panera bread, I mean, (laughs) like smaller schools, right? With, with uh maybe not as, as good of athletes whatever you want to go of course you're gonna have a lot more athletes, you know because he's he's the, the the Alpha he's the dog but let me tell you watching Adam Rodriguez Jonah Williams and then Dante Olson those three stood out I mean like they were on another level in that in that quarterfinal game I was there I was in I was in person and I could not keep my eyes off of Dante Olson and this is with uh you know Josh Davis, the super good uh, running back out of Weber State, this was in the snow, in the rain, and I was just glued to him. He was a leader on the on the sideline, yelling, pumping up his guys. Uh, I saw multiple times uh, him going over to Coach Huck, and I imagine him and you know Coach Huck you know sitting there talking about it. Like, look, they're doing this, this, and this. He was absolutely incredible. He was able to scrape well. He was able to fill the holes well. Weber State didn't really get anything going on offense, and I think in large part because he was sitting there as the you know the alpha dude in the middle and he's had he had like 130 or something tackles in 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 a season he was such a good good player and i said i said he's playing at a different pace again told my dad in that game i said those three guys need to be in the nfl and whoever gets them in the nfl you're gonna be like same thing it's gonna come across you know uh dante olson university of Montana. Go Grizz or whatever, whatever they're going to say. He's going to be one of these guys in the NFL. Jonah Williams, Weaver State. What the heck, Weaver State? Didn't Eddie Eddie Gill played there, right? I mean, like you, you, you don't hear about these guys. Uh, they're not on ESPN, uh, the majority, I mean, in the playoffs they are, but you know, honestly really impressed with all these guys. Uh, I'm excited to, to, to see Jordan Love go on to the next level. Ernest Edwards, Zach Larson, Aaron Parker, Noah Wanzek, uh, Riley Stapleton, Adam Rodriguez, Jonah Williams, Dante Olson, uh, Julian Blackman. I'm excited to see these guys go on to the next level. These are kind of our, our guys going forward. Um, that we're going to be talking about, we're going to definitely, uh, we're going to write the. I mean, we have that written down. Uh, we'll we'll publish it out on Facebook and, and Instagram. Be sure to follow us, uh, and then we'll let you guys know where they get drafted. I'm, you know, prepared to watch every single round of the draft uh, and talk about these guys. And uh, once when they get, you know, drafted, get. In, Get into the hard work. Cannot wait to see these guys at the next level. I'm convinced every single one of them can. All right, so this has been uh, another episode of Get the Ball Rolling. Again, sad to see the XFL go. Uh, And then here we are, preparing for draft uh, weekend. we're working, again, always working with coaches and stuff like that, trying to bring them onto the show. Hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, stay tuned for more fun and upcoming announcements for Get the Ball Rolling. Until next time, have a wonderful week. Stay safe. Uh, you know, Stay home. Do what you got to do with the coronavirus. And uh, we will talk to you guys next week. So keep the ball rolling. Stay safe, everybody.